0: chapter seventeen of the purple flame by roy j snell this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by lynn Thompson. chapter seventeen age serves youth the two girls had carried no suitcase satchel or duffel bag on this trip their spare clothing was stowed away in their sleeping bags when their host had lighted their way to the room that was to be theirs for the night and had retired to his large room, they tiptoed back to their sleds, unlashed their sleeping bags, and carried them as they were to their room. For some hours, Marian had not thought of the ancient treasure found in the cave, but once she began unrolling her sleeping bag, she was reminded of it. A piece of old ivory went clattering to the floor. With a cry of surprise, she picked it up, then carefully removed the other pieces of ivory, copper, and ancient pottery. And Stood them in a row against the wall Again there came the temptation to give them a thorough examination Events transpired later that caused her to wish that she had done so but weary and troubled by the turn affairs had taken She again put off this inviting task She slipped at once into her sleeping gown and plunged beneath the covers of the most delightful bed She had ever known Attatak followed her a few seconds later They found themselves lying upon a bed of springy moss mixed with the fragrant tips of balsam Over this had been thrown wolfskin robes With one of these beneath them and two above they snuggled down until only their noses were showing They did not sleep at once left to himself the mysterious old man had seated himself at his organ and now sent forth such wild peeling tones as Marion had never heard before He was doing for Jack's wildest symphony and making it wilder and more weird than even the composer himself could have dreamed it might be made Throughout its rendition Marian lay tense as a bowstring as it ended with a wild racing crash She settled back with a shiver Wondering what could throw such a spell over an old man as would cause him to play in that manner Had he known the reason she would have done little sleeping that night The aged host was tuning his soul to such a key as would nerve him for a herculean task Since marian did not know she puzzled for a time over the trail they must travel in the morning Wondered vaguely how her host was to keep his promise of bringing their sleds safely past the rapids then fell asleep as for their host Fifteen minutes after the last note of his wild symphony had died away He tiptoed down the silent corridor which led to the door of the room in which the girls were sleeping Having convinced himself by a moment of listening that they were asleep He made his way to the spot where their two sleds had been left These he examined carefully After straightening up he murmured took their sleeping bags That's bad didn't need them can't disturb them now Guess it can be managed after Delivering himself of this monologue he proceeded to wrap the contents of each sled in a waterproof blanket Then dragged them out into the moonlight Having strapped an axe a pick and a shovel on one sled He tied the other sled to it and began pulling them over the smooth downhill trail that led toward the falls For a full mile he plodded stolidly on then he halted Separated the sleds and with the foremost sled gliding on before him plunged down a steep bank to the right Presently he came toiling back up the hill for the other sled At the bottom once more he stood for a moment staring into the foaming depths of the roaring torrent Pretty bad he muttered never did it before at this time of year might fail might suddenly he broke off and began humming Tum-ti-tum-tum-tum he was going over and over that mad symphony It appeared to give him strength and courage and seizing the pick he began hacking away at some object that lay half buried in the snow Fifteen minutes later he had exhumed a short square raft Built you for other purposes, but you'll do for this he muttered other logs where you came from He set both sleds carefully upon the raft then with yards upon yards of rawhide rope lashed them solidly to it This done he began running out a heavier rope This he carried up the bank to a spot where there was a mass of jagged rock covered here and there by hard-packed snow More than once he slipped but always he struggled upward until at last he stood upon the topmost pinnacle a heroic figure silhouetted in the moonlight He stood for a full five minutes staring down at the racing waters below Dancing in the moonlight they appeared to reach out black hands to grasp and drag him down Before him on the opposite side gleamed a high white bank a sheer precipice of ice 50 feet high This was the end of a glacier that every now and again sent a thousand tons of ice thundering into the deep pool at its foot beneath this ice barrier the water had worn a channel a boat drifting down on the rushing waters would certainly be sucked down beneath this ice and be crushed like an eggshell what the old man intended to do was evident enough he meant to set the raft laden with the sleds and trappings so precious to his young guests afloat in those turbulent waters and then to attempt by means of the rope to hold it from being drawn beneath the ice And To guide it a half mile down the river to quieter waters below There was no path for him to follow Jagged rocks and ice-like snow slippery as glass awaited him yet. He dared to try it Here was a task fit for the youngest and the strongest yet there he stood the spirit of a hero flowing in his veins age-serving youth the gallantry of a great and perfect gentleman bowing to fair ladies and daring all how marion would have thrilled at sight of this daring act With a swift turn he tightened the rope then with the of his symphony upon his lips strained every muscle Until he felt the rope slack then eased away as he saw the raft tilt for the glide Then he relaxed his muscles and stood there watching With a slow, graceful movement, the small raft glided out upon the water. An eddy seized it and whirled it about. Three times it turned, then the current caught it and whirled it away. The rope was tight now, and every muscle of the grand old man was tense. A battle had begun, which was to decide whether or not the two girls were to reach the station and fulfill their mission. End of Chapter 17